Hello, I'm Ray. Welcome to another midweek message. 10 degrees centigrade, which is 50 Fahrenheit. The wind, well, there is no wind. The flags wrap round the pole, soaking wet. 82% humidity. I would have thought it was 110, but there we are. 10, 13 millibars on the barometer. Pouring with rain. Uh, time is midday. Midday on Tuesday, so you'll be hearing this tomorrow. Tuesday, the whatever it is, 13th of February. Nearly halfway through. Good news. Beautiful day yesterday, lovely weather yesterday, and Sunday. Wonderful day Sunday, really nice weather. And the sun, when you get into the sun, if you're in a, an area that's not breezy or windy, it's beautiful, it's really hot. Except today it's raining, <laughs> so there is no sun. Apparently tomorrow it's going to rain. No sun tomorrow, what is going on? We were talking about cars, weren't we? A couple of weeks ago, was it? Or last week, can't remember, whenever it was. Cyril, nice to hear from you. He said, I had an old car, nothing but trouble with water leaking in somewhere. I remember it, Cyril. Do you remember the old cars? You'd have a leak, be dripping on your feet as you're driving along. It must be coming in from the windscreen. You see it all that. No, no, it's still coming in somewhere. What happened was the water would come in somewhere, travel a couple of feet behind the dashboard, then drip on your feet or wherever. You'd lift the carpet, soaking wet carpet, <laughs> after a few years. Uh, the floor's rusty. Hang on a minute, I'll just put my foot on. Oh, I've gone through to the road. You're driving along, you can see the road <laughs> through a huge hole in the floor. Some of them did leak, Cyril. I had a car that leaked. Never did find it. I used black Bostic. Do you remember black Bostic? All around the windscreen? No, nope, still leaked. Leaked all over the place. Never did find it. I think that was quite common back in those days. From what I remember, several friends of mine used to try and seal up things where water was coming in. In fact, we got a leak in the shed at the moment. I went to get out my plastic box full of masonry bits and the plastic box is half full of water. All my drill bits in there going rusty. Oh, it was only last year I replaced the felt uh, roof you know, on the shed. New felt. I sealed it all up properly. It's obviously coming in somewhere, travelling along and then dripping down into my box of drill bits. That's another job on my huge list of jobs for this summer. I've pruned the fig tree. With Trisha's help, I've pruned the cherry tree out the front. We got a load of gardening done the other day. Really nice weather. I like gardening. I know a lot of people don't, but I do like gardening. So does Trish. We were talking about, or I was talking about, fat people the other day. Or not allowed to say that, are we? Overweight people. Kids at school, do you remember? I was saying we didn't have any fat kids at school. Oh, well, there was one who had a medical problem. And I've heard from Nigel. Hello, Nigel. Heard from Nigel. He says he was at school in the 50s. Not one kid was any bigger than, as he's put it, a, <laughs> a bean stick. Do you remember the old bean sticks? They use canes now. In the old days, they used sticks. So I don't know what it was. Was it willow or something? I don't know what it was. They looked really nice. Anyway... He says kids in his day at school were bean sticks. I call them stick insects, very thin people, stick insects. My sister-in-law's a stick insect. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, moving on swiftly. Nigel says that he was just like me, didn't sit down for five minutes. I didn't. In from school, change, jam sandwich, cup of something to drink, off over the woods. Now, the difference with Nigel was he lived in London right in the middle of the city. And he said, we didn't have woods nearby, but what we did have in the 50s were bomb sites. So you've got bombed out houses and buildings. 
And he said, that's where we had our fun, over the bomb site, mucking about in the rubble, because in the 50s, it had only just all happened, hadn't it? A lot of it hadn't been cleared. So they're mucking about in the rubble, climbing up half a staircase that was left against half a wall. <laughs> he said, it's all highly dangerous, I can imagine. And he said, yeah, same as me, uh, the copper would pull up on a bike or he'd, he'd walk up the street. Oi, get out of there, you lot. <laughs> but yes, like me, Nigel says that he didn't sit down for five minutes. Now, that's interesting, that uh, living right in the middle of the city. I wonder what you can do. Of course, there's a lot of parks in London, aren't there? A lot of parks, parkland, huge parks, not just a small plot of land, big, big areas with trees and lakes and all sorts. And of course, you've got the river. River Thames. So I suppose kids, even in the centre of London, have got wooded areas to go to. I don't know how far apart they are. Have to look on the map. So great to hear from you, Nigel. Thank you for your recollections of the 1950s as a young lad. I think I must have been 11 or 12 when my parents took me to London, well, all us four kids to London, to our cousin's place, my mum's sister, yeah, our cousin's house. We stayed there all day. And I went out with my cousins. They showed me around. We went to an ice factory, which was just down the road. That was good. Huge blocks of ice being made. We went in there. One of my cousins knew the people there, so we didn't get thrown out. We were allowed to have a look around, which was interesting. But one thing I thought about London was everyone looked ill. They all looked, the adults looked deathly pale. They looked really pale and ill. And I thought, there's no sun in London Perhaps I was a bit younger than 12. I don't know. But I thought there's no sun in London because it's a city. I had that in mind from somewhere. I don't know why. But everyone looked so deathly pale and ill. And I remember thinking at the time that there's no sun there and they're indoors all the time. It's a city. They don't have any grass or trees or sunshine. Obviously, I was very wrong, but I don't know why they all looked pale. <laughs> Perhaps it was me. I don't suppose they were ill at all. It was just something strange I had in my mind, I suppose. It probably came from people like my granddad who worked in London. He commuted and he called it the big smoke. And I'd heard about the pea super, you know, the fog and the smog and all this stuff. That's probably why I thought, well, there's no sunshine. It's all smoke and <laughs> doom and gloom. <laughs> and it's not like that at all, is it? Have you been to London? Who hasn't been to London? I suppose a lot of you living out of the UK, outside Britain, you haven't been there. I haven't been there for, oh, several years. I don't want to go there now. It's only 50 miles up the road on the train. It takes, what, hour and 20 minutes. I certainly wouldn't drive there, but I, I can't be bothered. I'm The older I get, the more and more I want to stay at home. <laughs> Isn't that awful? Is that awful? No, it's not. Went to the dentist this morning. Struth, you won't believe it. Everything's fine, he said, but a couple of little crowns just there and there, little crowns. And he said, I've got one missing, one or two missing at the back. Have a denture. Why I don't want a denture? Stone the crows. He said, I'll send you a, a, a plan. He called it a plan. A plan? It's a rip-off. He wants me to pay for this year's holiday. I paid for his holiday last year. Just under £3,000 he wants. No, 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 no. No, I don't want crowns. I don't want, certainly don't want a denture. I've only got a couple of things missing at the back. I mean, that's all right. He said, yeah, but you're eating at the front because some of the back ones are missing. Well, it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> £3,000, just under three. I can't, I can't believe it. I knew we came away. I said to Trish, I know what's going to happen. It's going to be thousands. 
and it was. Trisha's teeth are fine, fortunately, so her bill, well, just for the two checkups and an x-ray was, was it 100 and what, 130? I'm in the wrong job. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm retired. When I was at school, when I was a boy, we had the school dentist. Did you have the school dentist? The National Health Service dentist? We'd all queue up in the hall and he'd be, he'd be in this little room and we'd go in one by one and he'd look at our teeth. It was quite good, actually. It was a good idea because we all hated him because I mean, you just do, don't you? You just don't like dentists. And there were rumours going around. I remember kids saying, you know what he does? So what? What does he do? He pulls them out with pliers. No, yes, yeah, if you've got a bad tooth, he'll pull it out with pliers and there'd be blood everywhere. You know what kids are like? Awful. But that was a good idea, the school dentist. And then if you needed any work done, you would then you know, go to his place, his dentist place, and, uh, and have the work done. And you didn't get charged £3,000 either. So that was a bonus. That was a result, wasn't it? Then we had the knit lady, you know, knits in your hair, what they ticks or whatever they're called, fleas or something. We had the knit lady come round and sort out anyone that had got knits. We had the school doctor. He was good. You go in to see him one by one and he'd check you all over and listen to your heart and stuff like that. It was a good idea because that way you had your teeth sorted out. If you had any medical problems, the, the doctor would sort that out. What happens these days? Nothing. Well, you can't go to the dentist these days. People can't afford it. Dreadful situation. When I first went to work, when I was, uh, what, 15, we had a doctor come round to the workshop. And he was given an office, and one by one we had to go in there and get checked. I don't know what that was all about. It was just like the school doctor. I remember thinking, this is just like being back at school. I didn't expect a doctor to come round to the radio and TV workshop and check us all over. Of course, one of my friends there was older than me. He said, oh, you know what the doctor does, don't you? I can't tell you because it's rude. And I said, no, he doesn't. He does. He said, you wait till you go in there. You'll find out. I was worried. I was only 15. <laughs> anyway, the doctor didn't do that at all. Of course he didn't. Before we know where we are, it's going to be Sunday and you'll be waiting for the Sunday podcast episode. What shall we do this time? Goodness knows how many episodes I've recorded now. Years worth. Decades worth. Well, not quite. Five years, I think. What do you want to talk about on Sunday? Raise rants at protonmail.com. We've done overweight people at school we've done cars of old that leak <laughs> school doctors dentists anything else you want to talk about oh one last far flung email hang on where's my piece of paper here we are this is from carlos who lives on lesvos a greek island how about that lesvos and he tells me what the word lesvos means he says look it up so i did I'm not going to tell you what it means. You'll have to look that up yourself. Lesvos or Lesbos. Thank you for that, Carlos. It's not exactly a far-flung email, is it? <laughs> I don't know why I said the email was far-flung. The island. Well, that's not far-flung. But it's different though, isn't it? As I said before, it's not London, Nottingham, Cornwall, West Sussex, where I am. It's somewhat more exotic. It's still raining here. I'm going to leave you in peace and I shall see you on Sunday. Raise rants at protonmail.com. Be great to hear from you. Thanks for all the emails you've sent already. I don't think I mentioned that earlier. So thanks again. I do read them all and I do answer them all, although sometimes it takes a while.
Okay, behave yourselves. Don't do anything I would do. <laughs> Enjoy yourselves. Keep smiling and I'll see you Sunday. Bye-bye for now.